0: My name is Lisa Smith Henderson, and I'm your host for Alma, Am I Racist? If you want to know more about the show, you can go to AlmaMiracist.com. Our very first guest on the show was Christian A. Smith. And he is back with us again. Let me tell you a little bit about Christian. He's the pastor and the founder of the faith community. He's leader of the Holy Smokes, Cigars, and Spirituality Movement. And Christian's book, Breaking All the Rules, introduces greatest commandment theology as an ancient framework for modern faith. You can find all of this information about Christian on his website and also get a copy of his wonderful book, Breaking All the Rules, if you go to ChristianASmith.com. And that's K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-A-Smith.com. Christian's also the proprietor of P-Squared Custom Clothiers. He develops professional images for his male and female clients and the shoes are pretty amazing. Once again, you'll find that on ChristianASmith.com. I would like to introduce to you, good morning, Christian.
1: Good morning, Lisa, how are you? It's good to see you.
0: It's great to see you too. And I know we're a little bit off topic in some ways, but since we're not talking directly about racism, this will cover somewhat But the topic I wanted to address today was discrimination, segregation, vaccination. And this came to mind for me because I am unvaccinated. I am a student of natural medicine and homeopathy and it's my personal choice. I think everybody should do whatever is right for them. I contracted COVID in July, my husband and I both did, and the reactions I was met with were quite interesting, and some of it, he was sick for just a few days, I was quite sick for a couple of weeks, and treated naturally, and stayed at home, didn't didn't need hospitalization. I also want to say I wouldn't have gone to the hospital I, my personal ethics is if I don't buy into this to begin with, then I shouldn't be going to Western medicine and say, save me. So I have a lot of compassion for the healthcare workers that are frontline that are dealing with this. So all of that said, but I was met with some very unpleasant reactions from friends and acquaintances. Number one, I felt like I had the plague. It was like, oh, COVID, I don't even want to come like, with a mask on and six feet away and wave to you from my car. That was one set. And then I experienced the loss of some friendships before I got sick, just because I chose not to be vaccinated. I double mask, I'll double mask as long as I need to. I don't have any shame about that. What I did notice was the first question everybody wanted to know is, were you vaccinated? The second was, is it the Delta variant? Which, of course, I have no way of knowing. I don't genome sequence at home. And the third was, where did you get it? And it's like, I can't, I can only answer one of those questions. So as time has gone on, we've begun to see a lot of discrimination against people who were unvaccinated, assuming that people who are unvaccinated are right-wing conspiracy theorists, uneducated, selfish, careless. So I wanted to talk to you as a pastor of the faith community and also your book, The Greatest Commandment, Theology, Breaking All the Rules. I want to know, is this In your opinion, and I don't need for you to state whether you're for the vaccine or against the vaccine, that part doesn't matter. What I would like, if you would, would be to kind of explain, first of all, what is greatest commandment theology? And then I would like to know am I harming other people if I am now have my natural immunity? I'm double masking, I'm staying socially distanced, because. Maybe I'm missing something here. So the floor is yours.
1: Yeah, you just gave me a lot right there to uh, try to unpack and try to tackle. First of all, uh, Greatest Commandment Theology is a framework by which we can live out our faith. And I curated it based on having a timeless framework that isn't dependent on culture or Generation, but something that could evolve with us as we evolve, something that could fit in various contexts, which is that we love God with our heart, soul, mind, and our strength, and that we love our neighbors as ourselves. And then everything branches from there. So our love for God is understood as an extension of our love for our neighbor, which is an extension of our love for ourselves. So every theological or spiritual discussion in which i engage is guided by that principle by that framework so when it comes to this challenge with the vaccine it's not realistic to try to narrow down the entire conversation to is it greatest commandment or not because there are so many different moving parts to this conversation about the vaccine Uh, I, for one, am vaccinated. I don't mind saying that. And I am pro-vaccine just based on sheer numbers. When it comes to discrimination, I don't, what I want to know is what do we mean when we say discrimination? Are we talking about it on an individual level, a systemic level, in churches? So I want to address that particular component of your question when you say discrimination so I can better unpack that piece? Where are we on that?
0: On the discrimination part? Well, I think what we've seen is there aren't alternatives for people who choose not to be vaccinated. So when you fly internationally, you have a COVID test required within 72 hours before you depart and sometimes a vaccine passport, but it's either or. It's usually not the vaccine passport required. There are certain music venues that are only accepting vaccine passports and not giving you the option for testing. The vaccine mandates not taking into consideration whether you have a natural immunity. So I think there are other options. And when it comes to vaccines, I'm pro-choice. It's just for me that everybody pretty much that I love, except for maybe five or six people have chosen to get vaccinated. And I say people should do what they want. But what I don't want is to not be left with any alternative to kind of prove myself or be allowed. And there's so much, let me say, there's so much media influence saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, we now know that is not true. We know that vaccinated people can carry the virus and spread the virus. At the beginning, they didn't know that. Okay. In Israel, they have found natural immunity works. So that's what I'm saying. I think it's just, there isn't an alternative. It's like either you're vaccinated, or you're going to be excluded and I know part of that was the push to get more people vaccinated but I don't think it allows you know free flow so for my church for example when they dropped the mask mandate the vaccinated could take their masks off and the unvaccinated had to wear their masks well I would have worn my mask anyway probably just for safety's sake even if I'd been vaccinated but I don't want to have to answer questions. Oh, so you're not vaccinated. Well, why? You're not doing good for the rest of the community and, and be subjected to that. So I opted not, not to go to church in person for that reason. Now the CDC's changed the guidelines, so everybody's masked. So I, I think that's it. It's the stigma and the scapegoating that leads to the discrimination that people not being allowed to see their grandchildren, even if they're outdoors and double-masked, not being able to see friends. Like, I have one friend who's a cancer survivor, and when we're inside, I double-mask. No questions asked. That's what makes her feel comfortable. We're good. But what I, I don't like is that in certain settings, there is not an option. So that's what I mean by discrimination. Now, I'm not comparing it to racial discrimination. At the end of the day, I don't have a big U on my forehead. You know, my skin color is still the same, so I can go around incognito, unvaccinated. Does that help?
1: Yeah, that does help. And, and, and that's why I wanted to get some clarity because this conversation is so big. It's so big. So nothing I would say would be one broad stroke to cover the entire topic. It's like everything has to be taken on a case-by-case basis because I know some people who haven't been vaccinated for valid reasons, and then there are a lot of people who haven't been vaccinated for invalid reasons because there are a lot of people who haven't been vaccinated who wound up contracting COVID-19 and they died. And I I I know a lot of people who work in the healthcare industry, uh, from nurses to physicians to people who own practices, to people who work at the CDC. And the stories they continually tell me align with the numbers that the media reports, that over 99 percent of people hospitalized with COVID right now are unvaccinated. Over 99 percent of people who are dying as a result of COVID right now are unvaccinated. there are people who refuse to get the vaccination just strictly off of misinformation and then wind up regretting it when they get sick. Then you have people who choose not to get the vaccine for reasons like you like you said. I have friends who are also into natural uh, remedies, health, um, what you were just referring to. And one of my friends um, chose not to get the vaccine. He's into the natural health. And when he got COVID a couple of months ago, Fought it off at home. He said he had minor symptoms. Great. He took the, the necessary precautions to make sure that he would be in the best health possible. I have other friends who have autoimmune issues or they have issues where they can't safely take the vaccine. So, for those reasons, they don't take them. So, it's just there's so many different moving parts, and all of this is brand new. Right? We, no one, in, in our generation, experienced the last pandemic. And even if we had, the world has changed so much in the past hundred years that even if you had experienced that one, this one plays out so much differently because of, from number one, how fast information travels. So when information travels at the speed of light, that's good and bad information. And a lot of times you don't know which one is which. Right. Yeah, and as... The science continues to evolve, which a lot of people also don't understand that science is not exact. We learn as we go. It's, the, you know, it's a lot like theology. It, it evolves. And with the science, we're seeing the, the outcome of these experiments around this vaccine in real time. We're learning about this virus in real time. So it's such an overwhelming topic. To try to handle, and I think every individual and in every organization just needs to make the best decision possible for the people that they serve or the people with whom they're in relationship, so some ministries have required vaccines to come to church, and my church is just doing virtual right now, we're not even getting into that because that's just something that we're not trying to tackle right now because. Doing vac- vaccinated or unvaccinated is a lot easier to manage than okay, if you didn't get vaccinated, what steps are you taking to protect yourself? Like it's just we don't have the the personnel to be able to like decipher between all of those, which is one of the reasons why we're still doing virtual right now. So I don't want to put anybody's uh health at risk. Mm-hmm. And we're we're still learning so much. So i don't I don't think people should be unfriending people because they've chosen to take a different route than than the vaccine. I'm concerned though with people who are are choosing not to get the vaccine and not taking any precautions whatsoever.
0: Oh, I have a big problem with that too now here here's where we get into the The finer points. I had someone tell me, I said, I'm double masking. I've double masked from day one. I will double mask for as long as I need to. Uh, After I had COVID, I didn't leave the house until I had a negative COVID test because I don't want to expose anybody. My case was not pleasant, but um, it was manageable, but it certainly wasn't pleasant. I wouldn't want to have to put anybody I love through that. But she said, "Well, it's kind of like with black people, you know, you're just not the same. And I just thought, Oh my God, here we are with this cut this weird false equivalency. Like, you know, you're one of the good black people. So I was just like, this is how skewed this conversation has gotten is, All of a sudden, because I'm not like the rest of the unvaccinated, I'm now a good one and I stand out from the bunch. I do think there are quite a few people like me, we are not speaking up because we do not want to be crucified, for lack of a better word, socially. And even by extremely knowledgeable people, people that have known me for years, that knew I was into natural medicine, they said, I'm shocked. I'm shocked, Lisa, you didn't get the vaccine, you're smart. And it's like, people can't quite wrap their heads around that piece of it. So I think this this need to scapegoat, you know, this goes back to 1300s when the Christians were, you know, murdering mobs of Jews saying, oh, you, you called the bubonic plague there is a need to make somebody responsible. I don't have any respect for people that don't take proper precautions that want to say, I don't buy your Western medicine for the vaccine, but I'm going to buy your Western medicine for ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, monoclonal antibodies, and go to the hospital wanting oxygen. Sorry, I've got no, I, I can't go with that. But consequences to everything. So what I wanted to kind of get to is this the principle of of loving ourselves for me it this didn't feel like the right decision for me. So I chose to love myself in what I felt like was the best way and to take precautions. So my friend in Florida who says you not getting the vaccine is putting my life at risk Well, I don't really think so. I don't think my decision in my little house in Atlanta, Georgia, is affecting that.
1: Yeah, we tend to live in the extremes. We don't allow for any gray area. So I I wish I would tell one of my dearest friends we can't be friends because he didn't get the vaccine. Like, Do I want him to get it? Sure, because, you know, the vaccine, it has proven to keep people from dying.
0: And I totally agree. Yes. I do not disagree with that science. I have witnessed right. that as well. Yes.
1: Yeah. So that there's that component of it has proven to keep people from dying. It does not keep people from contracting the virus. Uh, one of my physician friends said, what he's noticed is when people come to his practice with uh, COVID, people who are unvaccinated, have to be admitted they're down for a while may have to get hooked up to the ventilator it could be a number of things it said the vast majority of the people who are vaccinated it felt like a cold and then they were back at it so yeah I, I do want people to get vaccinated for those reasons but that that doesn't mean i'm cutting off relationship with people who decided to go another path and if the natural path is what works for you then by all means and once again It's it's very difficult for people to think outside of the binaries, which is why vaccinated versus unvaccinated works for the masses, because we don't have to think. It's either black or white. You're vaccinated or you're not. And we don't take into consideration natural health. We don't take into consideration wearing masks, because before we had the vaccine, masks really helped to keep the spread down, right?
0: Yes.
1: So, so there are so many other components. I don't understand the whole comparison with Black people. That's a false equivalency, like you say.
0: Oh, it's um, crazy.
1: Yeah. Racial discrimination versus vaccine discrimination. We're, we're we're trying to compare people's identities to people's actions. And those two are not the same. My actions have nothing to do with my identity. I am who I am, regardless of what I do. So as a Black person, comparing. Being black, so whether or not you choose to get vaccinated they they just miss each other completely.
0: I had to hang up at that point. I was just like my mind was so boggled. I thought this conversation went just from very bad to worse in in a matter of seconds, but I thought this is how crazy this whole thing has gotten, okay, so if let's say I think out of love for myself, I am not getting vaccinated because I choose that for myself. What anybody else chooses, good for them. So, am I harming someone by making this choice?
1: I don't think so. You no, know, I mean, you know, I'm not the ultimate authority, but I don't think so because it's not like you just didn't get the vaccine and go out doing whatever you want to do, not caring who you harm. Like you're. you're taking steps like you were you were willing or you are willing to take the risk to manage your health without the vaccine that's your decision for you and thus far it has served you well because you got the virus and you survived it you didn't even have to go to the hospital you had a rough time with it as did many people but you came out of it okay and you're still taking steps. To make sure you don't, uh, you know, endanger anybody else in case you are carrying the virus, which is why when you got the virus, you stayed at home. You did the responsible thing. There, like, there, there are so many components where, like, people are—they are—they are carrying symptoms of the virus, waiting on the results of their test, and then going to parties unmasked. Like yes. that's—that's yes. just harmful. That is harmful to others. Yes, that's that's harmful. Simply choosing not to get the vaccine does not make one anti greatest commandment or a harm to others. Like there are other components that must be taken into consideration before we just make a, this sweeping indictment of everyone who hasn't been vaccinated. So, no, I I don't believe that's the case. Like your friends who are in other parts of the country, your decision not to be vaccinated doesn't harm them. It makes them uncomfortable. And Yes.
0: And this and so, I love this in your book, because you talk about this in Breaking All the Rules about people often equate harm with discomfort. So can you speak about that for a minute?
1: Yeah, the first rule of love is to do no harm. And at the root of greatest commandment is love. At the root of Jesus's ministry is love. At the root of every major credible world religion is love. Sometimes we act that out differently. and We get it wrong. Sometimes we do hateful things in the name of love. But at the end of the day, love is at the core of All of it. So the first rule of love, as I mentioned in breaking all the rules, is do no harm. So my number one goal in my relationship to myself, other people and creation is to do no harm. So when it comes to conversations like this, people confuse harm with discomfort because they see somebody else's action or decision. and because it makes them uncomfortable. They say it's wrong, but everything that makes me uncomfortable isn't necessarily wrong. It's just different. There are a lot of things that make me uncomfortable that aren't wrong. They just make me uncomfortable. They don't cause me any harm because I can decide to go in a different direction. I can decide to do whatever I need to do. I can still live my life to the fullest. It doesn't mean that I can't be who I am. So it's not, it's not like one side against the other here. This is not a vaccinated people versus unvaccinated people. The vaccinated people are the good ones and the unvaccinated are the bad or vice versa, which I think is the major problem. where People are on both sides trying to demonize the other. <laughs> when, when a person choosing not to get vaccinated but taking precautions not to infect other people, that's not causing anybody any harm. But people like we talked about earlier who don't get vaccinated, don't take precautions, will have symptoms, still go out and potentially infect other people. That's harmful because now you're literally putting your life and the life of others in danger by taking no precautions whatsoever. Agreed. So it's important to understand the difference.
0: Well, and I like in your book. I basically reread your book in getting ready to talk to you today. And on page 83, people need to buy this book, Breaking All the Rules, ChristianASmith.com. You defined harm as imposing one's will onto another person in a way that hinders them from living their life in a meaningful and just way.
1: The masses cannot handle all of the nuance. So the masses need vaccinated versus unvaccinated, and that's it, which is what you're running into. No one, the people you're encountering aren't allowing for your
0: nuance. Right. And I have to say, this seems to be an American issue (laughs) much more. I mean, my friends in Europe and South Africa even a nurse is like, I probably wouldn't have gotten vaccinated if I hadn't had to for healthcare purposes. You know, uh, friends of mine in South Africa, some are, some aren't. But they're cool with, like, whatever you want to do, which I'm cool with whatever anybody wants to do. And I, I think, and you, you're good friends with my son, Max. And he said to me, you know, there are consequences for everything, Mom. These are, and you were willing to live with your consequences. You got sick. You stayed home. You stayed away from people. You felt very badly. You treated naturally at home. Those were the consequences of my actions. And part of the consequences I'm discovering is people don't know me, don't understand me that I thought would. And then feeling this need to explain. So I do think there's an element of people who, as you say, didn't get vaccinated for medical reasons or because they're into natural health or a mistrust of the medical community and maybe government that hopefully are more than the vocal Joe Rogans of the world, like I don't believe in this, or I don't think it's that bad, or this is like another flu, or you hear stories of people supposedly that are in the hospital saying, "I don't have COVID." COVID's a hoax. So I'd like to think that those true, people,
1: that, that does actually happen. I've heard actual stories about this, firsthand accounts.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that that's I'm sorry, that is insane. But somehow, I would like to not be lumped into that category but I am. So this business of living with the discomfort, I have to live with my discomfort. I'm making other people uncomfortable. One of the things you're so great about explaining is boundaries. I don't know if it was a physical quote, or if it was something I heard you say, but it's like, if somebody punches me in the face I'm going to love myself enough to walk away. So will you talk a little bit about that, about holding boundaries?
1: Yeah. I, I may have said if they if they attack me, I'm gonna love myself by defending myself. I, I think that was, I, I think I know what you're talking about.
0: Not walk away necessarily.
1: Yeah. If I
0: if if it's
1: possible to walk away, I will, but if I'm actively under attack self-preservation is paramount and i'm going to do what i have to do to preserve myself against whatever the attack is Uh, so when it comes to setting boundaries that's another personal decision what boundaries do you set in in the world of covid 19 as it is now that's very difficult because it's constantly changing anybody who has an organization that deals with people understands There is no normal. There has been no normal since March of 2020. Like It seems like every month we get new developments, we have to make new decisions, we have to forecast differently. Who knows what will happen? So we're constantly in this state of
0: change, which means our boundaries change at the same time. Okay, talk about that a little more specifically. You mean with new information comes boundary changing? Absolutely. So
1: you know, I had one boundary early in the, in the pandemic where I didn't care who it was outside of my wife, I need you to have a mask on when you're going to be in my presence because that's my boundary. And you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to. That just means I'm not going to be in your physical space. Because I get to make that decision for myself, the same way you get to make the decision whether or not you want to wear a mask. I don't care how good of friends we are. I don't care if we're family. At that point in the pandemic, it was like, this is my boundary. Anybody who's going to be in my space needs to wear a mask. And if not, I just won't be in your space.
0: You didn't have to hate them to set that boundary.
1: Not at all. One of my best friends, he had a really hard time wearing his mask. And I was like, dude, in a minute, I'm going to stop hanging out with you until the pandemic is over. Because you make me uncomfortable. Like, every time. Like, dude, put your mask on. We don't know what we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't hate him. It pained me that I thought a couple of times I might have to stop hanging out with him because he's making me uncomfortable. Uh, but it wasn't like a, you know, a, a personal attack of his character. So the the boundaries constantly shift. Boundaries don't always stay the same. And we have a right to shift our boundaries as frequently as we need to. We just need to be responsible in how we communicate that. If we're going to change our boundaries, we should communicate, all right, this is the new boundary that I'm setting. And just be be clear in that communication because that is each individual's choice. Humans don't do really well with accountability we generally will escape accountability. That's why when somebody is accountable, it's like, wow, that's so refreshing. You ever met somebody who was just like accountable for everything that they did? And you're like, wow, this is so refreshing. You know why? Because that person is an exception. Because most of us aren't accountable. It's easy to put the responsibility on someone else or an organization or a framework outside of me, so that I, as an individual, don't have to deal with whatever feelings come along with being accountable for myself. So people can't handle the nuance of other alternatives.
0: Right, like I think the only equivalency I could come up with, and maybe this is false, you can tell me this, is abortion. So that's a personal choice. Some people would say abortion in any instance is wrong. Some people would say, you know, if you can't take care of your baby, then abortion's okay. If it's incest, rape, whatever, putting your life in danger, it's okay. That is nuanced and it is easier to say, bam, I'm against it completely.
1: I really like that parallel because there are so many circumstances that could lead to a woman potentially getting an abortion. To make it a binary of do or don't, regardless of the circumstances, is harmful. And you have a situation where a girl was raped by her father and impregnated. Like, How dare you try to impose onto that girl that she must birth the child of her father? And, and this know. has actually happened. So, um, of course, not every case is like that. But when you make some sweeping legislation, you're applying that legislation to every case, then yeah, that's that's problematic.
0: So that brings us kind of wrapping up back to the boundary and people have choices within those boundaries. And that's why I appreciate you agreeing to talk to me about this because this topic is so loaded and you're one of the people that I trusted to Stay open, talk about it from a faith perspective and not make anybody wrong, but you would be clear, which you have been. It's like, as long as you're not harming somebody with your choice, that's cool.
1: Yeah, but it's it's easier to make it black and white. No one wants to live in the gray area. In order for me to do what I do, I spend a lot of time in the gray area, but most people can't handle that. It's like, no, it's like either you're right or you're wrong. Either you're vaccinated or you're not. If you're vaccinated, you're right. If you're not vaccinated, you're wrong. And then that's that's all we want to talk about. Like, but there there is nuance. Nuance. It presents its own challenges. And it, it has its own rewards. But it'll, it'll help people to have more compassion, more empathy.
0: And that's one thing I have to say, Christian, and this is why I love you and love talking to you. Because your book, Breaking All the Rules, you're willing to go out on a limb.
1: My whole ministry is a limb. (laughs) I, I absolutely am. I believe in people. I believe that people deserve to be loved, deserve respect, deserve human dignity. And being a part of an institution, the church, which has robbed so many people of that, I didn't want to perpetuate that in my ministry. So I figured out a way to do Christian ministry without robbing anybody of their human dignity.
0: Which, you know, if people come to see you at the faith community, or if they see your Holy Smokes, Cigars and Spirituality, or if they read your book, Breaking All the Rules, they will learn that. And I think your explanation of discomfort is not the same as harm. And like you said, you're willing to live in those gray areas. So I think we could all take a cue from that. Uh, what days is the faith community live on Facebook?
1: Yeah, So we gather
0: Saturdays at four Eastern. But it's the faith community.
1: Right. So if you search TFCATL on your Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, you can find us. And then the faith community dot org is our website.
0: Okay, good. I'll be sure to list that in the description. So people can not only go to christianasmith.com, they can go to thefaithcommunity.org. Correct. Well, as always, Christian, it's a pleasure to have you. You are just, you always give me things uh, to think about and kind of let percolate. And then two or three days from now, I'll have an aha, that's what Christian meant.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me and being open to the conversation.
0: Always a pleasure to have Christian with us. To find out more about his ministry, you can go to thefaithcommunity.org or to his website, christianasmith.com, and that's Christian with a K. I'm Lisa Smith Henderson, your host for Alma, Am I Racist? To listen to more podcasts and to find out more about the wonderful woman who was Alma, who is the inspiration for this podcast, go to our website, almaamiracist.com. Thanks for listening.